Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. This is Jen, your host, and we have a very special topic to discuss today because If you guys have been listening to all of my episodes, then you know that I have been in an extreme long state of burnout recently, and this is exciting because I I finally feel like I'm like making it out on the other side and I'm starting to feel energized and more motivated again, and I'm I'm trying to ease my way into it because we don't want to fall into those negative patterns again that are going to cause me to spiral the same way, so... Today is all about how we can stay productive, focused, motivated, energized without falling into that state of burnout because I personally need to implement new systems or hold myself accountable to systems that I already know are, you know, ones that work for me in terms of, like I said, you know, staying motivated, staying energized while avoiding burnout. But as always, we have to start with what was in alignment and out of alignment for us this week. So we shall start there. So what was in alignment for me this week is exiting burnout. I don't want to jinx it, but I just feel myself slowly but surely exiting this phase of burnout and entering, you know, not a manic stage of, you know, manic behavior and being wildly too much into my content creation and being so heads down in work because we don't want to get there again because that is what leads us to burnout. But I just feel more energized, more excited, more hopeful. The tasks aren't feeling as daunting, but we will get into all that. What was in alignment for me this week is that I'm slowly but surely exiting burnout and I had a great week. I had like four to five separate plans with friends this week. I I saw friends that I haven't seen in so long, best friends that I FaceTime and catch up with all the time, but just haven't seen in so long because of the nature of, you know, being in a pandemic. I hung out with my sister last night, which was so nice to have quality time with her. We were puppy sitting. I just said that weird. We were puppy sitting last night and we hung out, ordered in some sushi. We were puppy sitting, just quality time, watching Temptation Island. That is my sister and mine's love language is hanging out, watching trashy reality TV. It's like our favorite thing to do. So it was perfect. And it was just such a great normal week. There was sunshine. It was 60 degrees out in New York. I saw friends, I went to brunch, I hung out with my sister, like just such a normal feeling week that I haven't felt in so long. So 
I I feel rejuvenated. I feel just so fulfilled. I don't feel so lonely or so stuck in my mind. I think there's a lot of positives and negatives to the fact that the pandemic has brought us into a space to slow down and really take notice of what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what's on our minds, what our routines are, what's good, what's bad in our routines, what's beneficial, what's harmful to us. And sometimes being in our minds can just be too much. I absolutely love that I've gotten so in tune with myself this past year and I know what I want and I've been able to flesh things out and like spend time with myself as weird as that sounds. But... I think I really needed to get out of this apartment, get out of my head, and just spend time with friends and enjoy and laugh and not think about all the other things that we always think about in life. So it was incredible. It was beautiful out. I just, it was all, all of that in such alignment with me this week. Oh, it was so nice. Another thing that was in alignment for me this week is a product. So I actually only got it today, which is why I'm so excited about it, but Katie Bilotti, she is a YouTuber. She's on Instagram, the whole deal. She came out with these weekly planners. She had daily ones too, but I purchased the weekly ones and it's like a notepad. So each each page on the pad is a different week and it's nice and large and it has every single day of the week. And then there's also a section that says priorities. So it's like in bullet form and it's so cute. And I just feel like I don't really plan by week ever. I plan my months out, so like I will plan on my Google Calendar for the month. I will look on what's on my Google Calendar for like the next day, but I don't like plan out my weeks on Sundays, and if you know me, you know that organization and planners and all that stuff, like they just excite me. They're so fun to me. If I could watch a YouTube video or reality TV while planning on a weekly planner, Guys, I'm obsessed. It was, it's so soothing to me. It's so fun. So now I'm just so excited that every Sunday I can fill out this planner. And I'm really focusing on content because obviously, like for my full time job, I have Outlook for that. So, you know, I have my, my meetings and everything on Outlook. I don't need any other places for that. So I'm going to make this weekly planner thing show exactly you know what podcast episodes I'm uploading that week which ones I'm recording that week what time are those at any significant appointments like therapy um when I have to film a video edit a video upload a video any birthdays like just significant things and content so that I can see at a glance on my desk what needs to get uploaded this week in a less overwhelming way than the Google Calendar because my Google Calendar is getting very messy. Not messy, it's getting crowded. It's not messy. It's very organized, but it's getting crowded with all these different colors. I have colors for podcasts, for YouTube, for personal. It's just getting really crowded and I I think this is going to be really great for me to see what content I have coming up at a glance in a really cute, pretty way where instead of it being overwhelming, it feels like pleasant. So (laughs) that's another way I'm going to be productive while avoiding burnout. So definitely goes hand in hand with this week's episode. And then what was out of alignment this week? Honestly, I got approved to be a wag walker and I was so excited. If you don't know what wag walker is, basically if you have a dog, I think it's only dogs, Because, like, you don't walk cats, right? Yeah, they have litter boxes. I don't know. I've never had a cat. But anyway, if you have a dog and you, let's say, go to an office every day, you can use the Wag Walker app to get someone to walk your dog in the middle of the day. 
and I signed up to be one of those walkers. And I mean, I knew that it wasn't going to be like as popping on there as it would be if people weren't working from home. Because like obviously people are saving money on that right now because they're at home and can walk the dogs themselves. But there are no dogs on there. I was so excited to find someone like in my building, in the area where I could go walk their dog and like build a relationship with them and walk them all the time and just like make some extra cash. It, it's not it's not popping on there. I'm not loving it. There's like two dogs there at most at all times and they're like over two miles away. Like you want me to get on a subway to go all the way there and then all the way back? I'm not doing that. So that was out of alignment for me this week. I was so excited to be a wag walker and it was a buzzkill. Before we get into all things productivity and avoiding burnout, my voice, I I think I have nodes. I've been to the ENT before when I got my tonsils out and like I fully have vocal nodes. I used to sing when I was younger and I just like can't sing anymore because I've totally messed up my voice just from screaming, color war, all of the things. I don't know. But my voice gets raspy really easily, so I recorded a podcast with someone earlier today, so that was a full hour of talking. I've seen so many friends this week, like my voice is just shot, so I hope you enjoy the raspiness, and if you don't, I really apologize. I've been sipping on tea after every sentence. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the meat of the episode, which is how to be productive while avoiding burnout. So we're going to do this together. I am going to commit to really prioritizing all of these systems so that we can stay in that motivated, excited, energized, focused state, but also be able to take care of ourselves and wind down and not get into that dangerous zone of burnout. I know that a lot of us have been feeling it because we're also feeling burnt out from a year in a pandemic, a year of absolutely whatever you've been doing for the past year. It's been quite repetitive. I'm feeling burnout from like, my wind down routine I don't want to do the same things I've been doing like I just I'm also I'm not a creature of habit I actually enjoy change so I'm just I need some change in my life and we need a new system and here it is so what got me thinking about this other than my own personal experiences I listened to Scout's podcast as you know Scout is a past dare to self-care podcast guest she is one of the sisters of okay sis she has her own podcast and she released an episode on hustle culture. And it's basically the antidote to what everyone says about hustle culture, which is that she actually has a positive relationship with the hustle. And her relationship to hustle is essentially she loves to work hard. She talks about how in human design she is a generator. I can relate. I'm a manifesting generator. So what that means is I'm actually having Erin Claire Jones on the podcast in a few weeks, so she is an expert in human design, so she'll tell us exactly what that means. I don't really know, but (laughs) what being a generator means at the bare minimum is that you get your energy from, you know, you have a lot of energy built up inside of you and you like need to get it out. You want to act on things. Like I thrive on productivity. So I relate to Scout in that hustle doesn't necessarily need to be a bad thing, and if you're good at the hustle, it means you also know when to stop and where to shut it off, and how to re-energize. So that's the part we're going to be talking about today, but it just got me thinking about how I agree. I enjoy being productive. I also agree that it's okay not to be productive, and I also agree that self-care is productivity. But I feel my best when I'm being productive in areas where I feel totally aligned. So for example, 
we'll talk about some symptoms of burnout in just a second. But if you always feel burnout, that's because what you're doing on the daily basis is not aligning with you. So if you always feel these symptoms, it means that whatever, you know, job you have or whatever it is that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, you're not feeling aligned ever. It's not that you've burnt yourself out after hustling and, you know, not relaxing enough or whatever it is. It's that whatever you're doing just doesn't fill up your cup and doesn't light you up. And it's very common, especially for people around our age. I'm assuming, you know, I've looked at our demographics. I know you guys are all around in this, you know, the same phase of life as me. And I actually, you know, the podcast episode that I recorded today, which you guys will hear next week, is with Isabel of Good Gut Feelings. And we had a very long in-depth conversation about how we should ourselves and how society and our parents and, you know, whatever is built up inside of us whatever we're trained to believe, says that we can't do what we love on a day-to-day basis and we can't make money doing it and we're not meant to love work and we can't quit and blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. But it's not true. There are many ways to make money without being miserable. And I know we're always told, you know, there's always going to be someone who says, yeah, work isn't always fun. Work is work. But we have the ability to choose what we do for work and what we do to make money. So If what you're doing on a day-to-day basis is not filling up your cup and leaves you feeling burnt out always, maybe it's time to start journaling and just like digging a little deeper to figuring out why. On the flip side, Gary Vaynerchuk also says that burnout is simply changing your mind. So there is also, you know, phases where you have a hobby or a passion project or a side hustle or maybe it's your main hustle and you feel burnt out for like a year and you're calling it burnout, but maybe it's just you don't enjoy it anymore. So these big scary thoughts that I'm saying, you know, I'm not saying, oh, just claim them and and run off with them. They're scary to admit. Start journaling, start digging a little deeper and listen to next week's episode because we talk all about that. But some symptoms of burnout are when every task feels major and daunting. So even the most mundane. So when you're not feeling burnt out, there are certain tasks that just, you know, they're just tasks. They're just what you do. And then when you're feeling burnt out, they feel 10 times larger, 10 times more intimidating, 10 times more daunting. You might know that they're so simple. They might take five minutes or you might have enjoyed them in the past. But they're, they feel so big and so daunting and you physically feel like you cannot do it, burnout. If you're feeling more fatigued than usual, if you're feeling a lack of creativity, if you're feeling drained, a lack of energy, reduced performance, you feel it's hard to focus or you know to even push yourself to go that extra mile. For example, at work, you're doing what you got to do. You're showing up to your meetings. You're getting the bare minimum done, but you don't feel that desire to go the extra mile like you might usually feel unless like we said you you know are not aligned with what you're doing feeling alienated from work related activities feeling emotionally distant from work all of these things mean that you are burnt out and of course it manifests in people's bodies and minds in many different ways but these are just some telling signs of of what burnout is so before we get into some systems that I'm going to be putting in place and that you can put in place to 
stay super productive and energized without draining your energy and leading to burnout. I want to talk for a minute about how I've been recovering from burnout because that's a, a different topic in itself and Feel free to DM me at either at dare to self care pod on Instagram or at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's. That's my personal Instagram. And let me know if you want a totally separate episode on how to recover from burnout. But just a little glimpse into what I've been going through. I experienced burnout for the past few months, which is a really long time. I've been open about it. It's It's been for months now. And It got really bad this past month. I felt like I could not do certain tasks that used to be the day-to-day, the normal task that I would do without thinking or that I would even be excited to do. The past few weeks and this month, I decided, like we spoke about last week, I'm going to prioritize socializing. Me sitting in my apartment trying to quote-unquote practice self-care and like not do the things I was doing and or the things that I thought I should be doing quote-unquote and like for example... Not editing a video, but me just sitting here thinking about how I'm not editing a video and like watching TV instead, as much as I should not ever shame myself for that, it did not feel good. That stuff does not light me up. It didn't feel good. Once in a while, of course it does. Like drinking a glass of wine, watching Summer House, eating chicken cutlet, of course that's enjoyable. Loved it. But I just decided this past, these past few weeks, like, let's prioritize getting out there. Let's see my friends. I was still, so basically for the past few months, I was still getting mad at myself and putting pressure on myself to do everything that needed to get done. And something shifted the last two weeks where I just let go of all control. And I was like, okay, that's not working. Me shaming myself and shooting myself is not working. No one cares No one knows what I'm going through. Why am I putting so much pressure on myself to get like two plus YouTube videos up a week when I know it's not going to happen? It's not going to happen because I'm feeling burnt out and I don't want to do it and I'm not going to make myself do it. So why am I going to shame myself for that? I knew I had a mindset shift where I knew if I just let go of all of that and enjoyed life and stopped putting so much pressure on myself, that this rejuvenated state of being and being so excited to dive back into my work would come. I knew that and I realized that and it's true. That's what happened. So I made plans with my friends. I just started doing things that lit me up. I didn't just sit here like a bum and say, oh yeah, I'm unwinding. I'm, I'm recharging the batteries. That doesn't recharge me. Of course, sometimes it's so needed. But doing that every single day and just feeling like a bum doesn't do it for me personally because I'm a very active social person so it almost makes me feel worse but sometimes that is so needed it makes me feel amazing but it was just getting to a point where I was like this isn't working what else can we do so let's get out of this apartment let's change the scenery let's go see friends let's go home let's do this let's do that let's shake it off and stop worrying about it and that's what I did and it felt so good and I spent quality time with people I love and Ethan and I did the bare minimum. I'm, I'm not feeling burnt out with podcasting at all because this is a new and exciting venture for me. So it was easy for me to get up, you know, the one episode a week. In terms of YouTube, I got up one video a week. It did, I didn't put pressure on myself and it had to be on Wednesday. I just like let go. I let go. I enjoyed life. I realized I was putting so much pressure on myself for no reason because I've been stuck in this bubble in my apartment, heads down in content and work for so long that I had this false sense of reality and I needed to get out of this hole. So I got myself out of the hole. I dug my way out. 
I got back to some normalcy, hung out with friends, did things that light me up, and now we're back to feeling so excited and exhilarated and ready to go again. But I'm not going full speed ahead. I'm still going to be gentle with myself, and that leads me into all of the tips that I'm now going to continue to implement because I want to stay in this happy, focused, energized state without getting back to the state that I was just in that felt so shitty. So let's dive in. So this tip I actually got from, I actually saw a psychic a few months ago. If For those of you who are really into YouTube, Zoe Pritchard is, you know, one of my online friends. I love her. I love her content. She's on YouTube. She um, suggested to me a spirit psychic. So she talks to the spirit guide. She said, Jen, she's amazing. I'm not kidding. So I was like, all right, I got to try this. And it's almost like therapy. It's not, it's not like what you think when you hear psychic. She doesn't connect with the other side or anything like that. She just feeds off your energy and connects with your spirit guides and like helps guide you in the direction that and delivers messages that you need to hear. I don't know if I'm going to see her again, but I saw her twice in the past year and one thing that she said that really stuck with me is for every hour you give to someone else for every hour for every 30 minutes whatever it is where you're putting your energy into someone else or something else that's not refueling yourself you have to give that same amount of time to yourself so if you are on a 15 minute call helping a friend giving advice hang up And spend the next 15 minutes or whenever the next free 15 minutes you get is going for a walk, taking a bath, journaling, reading, whatever it is that you like to do to practice self-care. You give the same amount to yourself that you give to other people. And that is something, obviously, it's not going to happen every single day. Not every, you know, if you're on eight Zoom meetings for eight hours, you're not going to be able to give yourself, well, actually you are because sleep is self-care. You could give yourself eight hours of sleep that night. I love that. That just came to my head. If I feel like I was on Zoom all freaking day, I'm going to prioritize a great sleep. Because if you listen to my episode with Rami Park recently, her self-care tip was getting a great sleep and I thought that was amazing. Because we don't talk about that enough. We're always talking about everything we're doing during the day and what we're getting done during the day and how we can fill up our own cups during the day. But one of the most important ways to help you during the day is to get that good night's sleep at night. Do not sacrifice your sleep. When I am just giving and giving and giving and doing and doing and doing, even though it's for me in the long run, it's work, and I don't leave room for any self-care, even if it's just like watching reality TV at night without doing anything work-related, I get burnt out. I wake up the next day, no matter how many hours of sleep I got, feeling emotionally, mentally, physically exhausted and drained. So I love the idea of giving as much time to yourself as you're giving other people and for every hour you give someone else, you give the same thing to yourself just to feel fully balanced. But you can also just take it as like giving yourself something that I was doing. I actually made a video on it which which was like habit tracking and bullet journaling which I should get back into is every morning I wrote down like stretch, meditation, walk, workout. I think those were the four things. And then every day as I would do one of those things, I would check them off. So it just gave me a system to check in every single day and I would like see it on my desk as things to do, which made me feel like, oh, I have to go get those things done, which, you know, totally if that stresses you out, then that's not for you. As we know, I'm obsessed with all things organization. So like that makes me feel good. I like it sitting there on my desk as a little daily reminder, like, 
oh, right, I haven't stretched today. I should do that actually. Like I just, that that works for me. So that's one way that you can implement that to hold yourself accountable to give yourself the time you deserve. This second one is owning your power and honoring your right to reschedule if there's something that's going to drain your energy too much that day or that you can't be super present for or that you can't bring 100% energy to, giving yourself permission within reason to reschedule. So here's an example. On Instagram, her name is Real with Emma, and she will be coming on my podcast soon. We were supposed to record a month and a half ago, I think, and we've both rescheduled once. So she rescheduled once and then I rescheduled our next one. And we were both so understanding with each other and honest both times. Surround yourself with people who are understanding and always give others the grace in return if you're going to expect that same grace yourself. So Emma was posting that she finally went out with friends for the first time in so long and she drank and she hasn't really drinking like that. We've all been there. We can all relate. And she was feeling so hungover. And I saw her Instagram stories and I like kind of felt it coming. I was like, oh, she's definitely not in the mood to podcast today. I wouldn't be when I'm hungover. I don't drink before I have a big podcasting day. Like there's no way. So I kind of saw it coming and then she texted me and she was like, I'm so sorry. I just looked at your outline. You have such thoughtful, amazing questions and I just want to be super present and give you my all when we talk about these topics. We were talking about eating disorder recovery and just some really deep, important topics and she wanted to be super present. And I said, absolutely. I wouldn't want it any other way. Take care of yourself. Take that hour back. Take your power back. Go enjoy. Rejuvenate. And next time, it'll be great. And then the time came around. And by the way, she was so appreciative. Like truly so appreciative of how I wasn't just like, yeah, sure. I made a point to be like, I totally get it. Go take care of yourself. And she was so appreciative. And then I got that in return. Because then the time came around where we had rescheduled. And I was in an extreme phase of burnout. Extreme phase of burnout. Where I felt like I couldn't move. And I felt like I needed to give myself a day. I had been working around the clock. I had been giving my energy to so many other people and things and work. And I just was like, I I can't record today. And most people would tell you, you have a commitment, go do it. And in some cases, you need to. But in this case, I gave her so much grace that I was like, I know she will give it to me in return. And she did, of course. And... Her response was like, divine timing, baby. Like, we are going to have this conversation when we're meant to have it. And I completely love that that was her response. Like, when it happens, it's going to be amazing. We might be able to talk about something that's happened recently that we wouldn't have been able to talk about back then. So, of course, I'm not telling you to go rescheduling every time you feel a little tired. Like, push through when you got to push through. But give yourself permission to, when you can, reschedule something to rejuvenate yourself reschedule something when you can't give your 100% energy to it just own your power okay own it own your schedule which leads me to my next point when we talk about owning your schedule so tip number three if you have a full-time job and you use shared outlook calendars or shared google calendars whatever it is block off an hour where it looks like you have a meeting to get your work done it's your schedule it's blocked off obviously if there's a scheduling conflict and you know there's a your team is trying to figure out a time where it works for you all, you can say, oh, my 11 a.m. is movable, by the way, of course. But 
If you need an hour without calls because you have so many calls that day and you need to just be able to give yourself that time to actually get the work done. I know we've all been there where you feel like you're on so many calls throughout the day that you're like, my to-do list is piling up and piling up with every call and then I don't have time or energy to do the actual work. So own your calendar. It's your schedule. Block off an hour or you can be heads down and work or 30 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it is. Put it on the calendar. Not only will that hold yourself accountable, but you're giving yourself your power back. Especially people our age who are in junior roles, we feel like we don't have the power to block off time on our calendars. We do. Of course, like I said, they're movable, but put that time on your calendar so that they schedule it for a different time. Even putting on a 15-minute thing on your calendar to go for a walk, whether people can see that on your calendar or not, Put it on the calendar to make sure that you go and do that walk. This is something that has really been helping me the last three weeks. Every morning, I look at my calendar. I look at my meetings for the day. And I will literally put in like stretch for 10 minutes at 2 o'clock. Walk for 20 minutes at 1 o'clock. Whatever it is. I literally put those things in. And of course, it's digital. I can move them around if I'm like, oh wait, I have to get this done by 12. Let me move my stretch to the afternoon. That's fine too. But at least it's on my mind. Like I'm moving it. I'm definitely going to get to it. If you don't, whatever, things happen. I'm not saying it's always worked for me every single day. But it allows me to prioritize my self-care and what's going to keep me going as much as all of these meetings and what everyone else needs for me is a priority as well. And those little breaks throughout the day keep me going. So absolutely no one can be 100% energized and present and perfect from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or if you're like me, like 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you're in a PR, a job that's demanding like that. It's impossible. You need to take these little breaks throughout the day because it keeps you going. And I've been practicing this the past three weeks. So I'm giving this advice to you as something that's actually really been helping me. I make sure that I'm finding little pockets throughout the day to fill up my own cup, to be present, to unplug where no one's going to notice. It's 15 minutes. It's 20 minutes. If I'm going on a walk... I still get my Slack notifications like you're allowed to go for a walk. Give yourself permission and put it on your calendar. The next one is finding your hobbies. So find out what makes you feel your best because you might not know. Find out what lights you up and do more of it, even just 10 minutes a day. Doing your hobby, doing self-care, doing these things that we're talking about, like going for a walk, reading, whatever it is, that's productive because it's self-care. This next tip kind of goes off of that where it's prioritizing what fills you up. Getting outside, your social life, quality time. Like prioritize your hobbies, prioritize what lights you up, prioritize what makes you feel your best so that you can fill your cup up so that when you're back at your desk, you can feel recharged. So I know we spoke about this in the beginning because this is something that's really helped me, but it's different for everyone. It's going to look different for everyone. And you might not know what those things are yet that are going to help you feel recharged. And that's okay. Something that fills up your cup could be alone time. It could be quality time with your significant other. It could be family time. It could be finally painting again with, you know, you haven't painted in ages or you haven't done pottery in ages or whatever your little hobby is that you just haven't done or tapped into in a while. It could be doing that alone with music. It could be listening to music in the shower. It could be whatever it is, whether you're an introvert, an extrovert. I think there's a little bit of both in all of us, but something that I've realized and taken the time to realize is 
I'm an extrovert in a lot of ways. Every time I've journaled over the past year or however long it's, you know, we've been in this pandemic where I've actually had the time to tune in and journal and think about what lights me up and make gratitude lists and all those mindful practices, I notice that every time I make one of those lists, hanging out with my friends or laughing with my friends is always on there. Alone time fills me up. I need it. I need to take note of how I'm feeling and and journal and really understand myself to feel sort of in control of what's going on and just to feel calm because anxiety comes from lack of control. So if you can just understand what's happening in your mind, whether it's journaling, therapy, whatever your practice is, that helps you to feel in control of your life. But something I realized through journaling and through this year where we've been totally isolated is that hanging out with friends rejuvenates me. It really does. Like I know that hanging out with friends or doing things that are very social drains a lot of people. And of course, doing it too much, of course, you're going to feel like I literally lost my voice from this week. It's you can feel drained. I can feel drained from it being too much, but it lights me up. I Okay, so I had a whole productive day today where I podcasted. I'm podcasting now. I vlogged all day. Like I felt like I'm having one of those days that I used to have when I was not burnt out and I was super motivated. And I think it's really because what I'm realizing is that what lights me up is getting out there and seeing my friends and laughing and feeling supported. Like my friends are I have amazing friends. They're supportive. They're funny. They're amazing. And I walked around the city all week in the sunshine. And like that is what I needed to rejuvenate. Staying stagnant in the area that I'm feeling burnt out in is triggering for me. Sitting in my studio apartment where I work does not rejuvenate me. Even if I'm trying to relax, of course I can get relaxed, but it's not going to allow me to exit burnout and come back feeling fresh and rejuvenated because I'm stagnant. So That's just something I've noticed. Take note of what makes you feel good, what fills you up. Make that your journaling prompt for this week, what makes me feel my happiest, and do more of that. And prioritize that as much as you're prioritizing all of your things on your to-do list. Next up is moving your body. My ideas and my energy only come when I'm moving my body. Like we just mentioned, when I'm stagnant, it does not flow. Nothing comes up, nothing changes. So prioritize moving your body because ideas will come, energy will come, and you'll feel refocused. It's guaranteed. Moving your body helps everything. Your blood starts flowing, your endorphins increase, release, whatever the hell the saying is, I don't know, (laughs) but it works. That's all I'll say. Move your body in whatever way feels good for you. It can be a stretch. It can be a walk. It can be a run. It can be some Melissa Wood Health Pilates. It could be boxing it out. Whatever it is, move your body. Even if it's just doing 10 jumping jacks, jumping jacks, jumping jacks in between meetings, do that. Get your blood flowing because if you're just sitting being quote unquote productive all day, every day for months, you are going to burn out and your whole back is going to be thrown out because you're not moving. Lastly, morning rituals. Morning rituals are just for you. No one needs a response before 9 a.m. Before 9 a.m. is for you. Ease into your day with your own sacred morning routine just for you to avoid any anxiety throughout the day because you filled up your own cup first thing in the morning and you feel happy and you feel calm and you feel energized and you can take on the day every single day. I was never a morning person. I used to dread waking up for work. I used to, I would work out before work because 
I, if I didn't work out before work, which obviously happened a lot of the time, I felt like my entire day was consumed by work and then I would get home. It was dark out. I would dread cooking dinner or order something in and just be tired and that was my day, all that work, and then I wake up and do the same thing all over again. So I prioritized. I always went to the gym in the morning. I did a workout class because workout classes make me so happy. I feed, again, I'm feeding off the energy of community. Like that's just, I'm building a community here. This is what lights me up, community. So for me, it was always getting up, going to a workout class so that once I got to work, I knew like I had this whole morning up and about with great energy and I'm not giving all of my energy to this job. Now things look a little different. So I've been able to dabble with a lot more. We can play around with our morning routines a lot more. But as much as I used to dread waking up for a workout class before work, I was always happy after because I was able to get that time in the morning. And now it's only gotten like earlier and earlier for me that I wake up because I cherish it so much. And I love having like a whole world before the world opens up. I love having my me time before anything's needed of me. I don't want to feel like my whole week is revolving around work. That's how I feel burnt out. I need to feel like a lot of my day was just about enjoyment, filling up my own cup, and anxiety relief. So find what works for you. Some ideas, I mean, there are thousands of ideas on the Instagram feed because people come on every single week and give their tips. We have plenty of content on my YouTube channel and everywhere for how to dabble in self-care but some quick ideas for morning routines is even just you know easing into it having your coffee on the couch in the morning while listening to a podcast I love that I live for it stretching going for a walk like getting outside first thing in the morning doing breath work meditation headspace journaling the morning pages reading a book could be a fiction book it doesn't even have to be like self-improvement reading a fiction book outside on a sunny day in the morning what a great way to start your day so just finding things like that where you can have a bit of your day before you have to work and also reminding yourself no one needs a reply before 9 a.m own your schedule own your time that's it (laughs) so that's that those are the things that I'm prioritizing these days we can get super tangible with like how I specifically get organized with Google Calendar and Evernote and all of those types of systems. That'll be a whole separate solo episode. But I hope that you guys got something from this episode. Please let me know if you did. And as always, please, please, please give this podcast a five-star rating, a review. I am obsessed with reading your reviews. They mean the world to me. I cannot wrap my head around the fact that there are people out there who have never met me who take the time to write a paragraph about how amazing this podcast is and how much value you get from it and I I just cannot wrap my head around that I cannot wrap my head around people that I've never met being that kind so they they make my day they keep me going they prevent me from feeling burnt out because I know that people are listening so help a girl out if you have a friend who's also been experiencing burnout and needed to hear this this week please 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 send them this episode I just want to touch and help as many people as we can and if we can get anyone in the community who could really use this message this week then feel free to text them over this episode and help a girl out that's what we do here love you have an amazing week and I will see you guys next week bye 
I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.